Welcome to Encounter Grace, where we come face to face with God's work in the world for our good. Join host Jason McKnight as we explore practical issues of community, theology, and leadership in everyday life. Welcome to Encounter Grace. Glad you're with us today. I'm Jason McKnight. Have you ever noticed that the first three letters of Encounter are E-N-C? Because we did that on purpose, because here we are in eastern North Carolina, and we love to see what God is doing all the way through our corner of the world. And today, we're going to get to see something really cool. What do cockroaches and Harley-Davidson's have in common? This is not the start of a third grade joke. But I got a friend with me today who's going to bring them all together for us, and I can't wait to introduce him to you. He kills bugs for a living on the one hand, and he loves bikers in Jesus' name for a living on the other hand. He serves as the pastor at Broken Spoke Biker Church in Maysville. Chris Allen, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm just excited to be with you. Listen, I first met you. You're a new friend to me. I first met you, I don't know, six weeks ago, not even. It was in the new year. And um, you were on, you came to my house one morning because yep. with Wheeler exterminating and we contract with Wheeler and they send their great guys over and you were the one for that day. I think you'd been there before, but I hadn't talked to you. And you just kind of, we just got in this great conversation pretty quickly, but thoroughly that you said, I just want to serve the Lord by walking into people's homes and helping them with their lives, but kill the bugs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. How long have you been with Wheeler? Uh, I started with Wheeler in October. Okay. And, uh, I've been there, so right at four or five months now, um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And, and I think you told me that day you had 17 different appointments to keep, but you said, God keeps me in each one of them. Explain to me how you look at your day when you get your call sheet that you have to do and you say, Lord, take it away. Well, I mean, I know that uh, for me, I look at every day as a canoe ride. I get up and, uh, you know, I've always viewed the flow of the Holy Spirit in my life as a river. Yeah. And uh, so every day I get up and I know that I've got to put my hand to what I do for a living. But what I do is I say, well, you know, Lord, I'm going to get in this canoe and I'm going to flow on this nice, calm river. I'm not going to have a paddle. I'm not going to have a tiller. You design this canoe to go where it needs to go. And my hope is, is that as that river flows through the day, as he flows through me and I go through house to house to house, whether it's prayer or encouragement or whatever, that the Lord sends people along that riverbank mm. to kind of, for me to say, hey, come get in this canoe for just a second. Let's ride together for a little bit and then you can go on about your way and I'll go on about mine. That's really kind of the gist of it. I love that. Give us an example. I mean, stories of someone that you've really just been able to encourage. Oh, we've had, uh, I've had instances where I've walked in and, and uh, someone would be struggling with something with a child, mm-hmm. you know, like a grown child. Uh, this happened to me very recently. Um, I walked into a lady's house. It wasn't even my route. I was covering for someone else. And uh, we just got to talking and um, she was talking about how their pastor had resigned recently, that she goes regularly to a church there. And um, she just was like, you know, we've been going through this whole process without a pastor. And uh, I said, well, that's, you know, I get that because it's being a pastor's hard, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, and I think sometimes folks need breaks. And, and so it came back that I was a pastor and she said, well, you know, will you pray with me? And I said, Mm. my son's going through this, that, and the other. And I said, sure, no problem. But man, that stuff happens every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Just because you're in the canoe. Right, that's right. I mean, I mean, if you were in 
if you were in the driver's seat of a car saying, I got to go, I got to go, I got to get through this traffic, you'd miss. Oh, yeah, But yeah. because you're in a canoe, the Lord can just take you where he wants you. I love that. Of course, I'm a Canadian and we grew up in canoes, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I just love this. Um, uh, I mean, it just, it's clear that it brings you just real joy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, looking at those, going back to those seven, waking up and seeing those 17 stops, you know, uh, it, it's easy to have a good attitude about what you do every day, no matter how insurmountable it may look on paper. You know, if you know in your heart, you know, and you just say, Lord, I'm giving this over to you, mm-hmm. and you just take me where I need to go, bless what I do. If somebody stumbles into my path on that riverbank as I'm floating, and I can represent you and bring your peace and your comfort, that makes it even better. I love it. So it kind of gives you a really good attitude to start your day knowing that, hey, yeah, I'm out here taking care of bugs and mm-hmm. other issues, but at the end of the day, I'm also serving a Savior. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and as you said to me that day, you're just doing kingdom work. You said, oh, I, yeah. I just want to do kingdom work, and I love that. Yeah. Um, and I love, too, because you're not... Um, sometimes people think, oh, well, work and serving the Lord are separate. But no. it's not. It's no. absolutely, you, you know, clearly. No. no way. To me, my identity is rooted in Christ first, always. Everything else that comes of that is by his grace and his love for me. And as I serve in my obedience to him and my obedience to the Holy Spirit and all of those things, and don't get me wrong, there's, you know, we all miss the mark sometimes. Right, right, right. But when I'm obedient to him, he's going to bless what we do because he loves us. Yeah. And when did you come to the Lord? Um, 2004. Uh, I was just out of Iraq, and um, I was at a really bad spot in my life, drinking a lot, kind of like Mm -hmm. Um, Mm self-medicating. And uh, I walked into a church, and I had been called to preach at a very young age, very clearly called, and I just ran from it, didn't want any part of it. And so uh, I was kind of at the end of my rope. And Mm -hmm. um, so when I walked into this church, the Lord spoke to my heart, and— he, in that day, he reached down and he touched me, and I said, well, if, if you'll do this for me one more time, mm. I'll, I'll serve you the rest of my life. I'm just yours, yep. And so that's what I did. So he took you in. Yeah, again, <laughs> again. I am living proof that hope is never lost. Amen. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, let's talk bugs for a minute because, you know, even while we're here encountering grace, we all need a little help because these critters are everywhere. Oh, yeah. Where I come from, up in Montreal, where it gets so cold that every house does not have these ugly bugs in them. Only the bad apartments have cockroaches. And I moved here, and my house had cockroach. And I said, wait a minute, I'm not in a low-end apartment. (laughs) I'm a middle-class home. Where do these bugs come from? What are they all about? Give me a little primer. Mostly around here, uh, the biggest complaint we hear are what we call smokies. Uh, the people up here call them water bugs. Mm. If you go to Florida, they're called palmetto bugs. If you go to <laughs> Alabama, we call them tree roaches where I grew up. But the bottom line is they're these ginormous roaches that will scare the fire out of you. They will. And uh, But those guys mm. like moisture. They like mm. darkness. Um, and so they typically hang out up high, and they come down low. Uh, where you'll see them usually is in dark spaces like your crawl space, your attic, things of that nature. 
And so when we come in to treat, that's typically we try to target those areas mm-hmm. to kind of help remediate that. And uh, then the second thing you typically see here are what we call the German roaches. And the German <laughs> They all roaches, walk in line and goose step? Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, they're very, uh, very efficient breeders. They can reproduce very quickly. Huh. And so when we come in and see those, we typically get on that pretty quickly. Hmm. So, and are German roaches more uh, destructive, or or just they're just nuisances? And well, they're 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 more abundant, more quickly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They they can more. they can multiply very quickly, and you can uh, go from two to one hundred and fifty quickly. What is quickly? A uh, month and a half, two months. Wow, two months! I can go from two to one hundred fifty. <laughs> that's a population explosion. Uh, what's the worst thing you've ever seen in someone's crawl space, attic, or bathroom? Uh, worst thing I've ever seen. Come on, get it. Was juicy. a really, really bad German job. Ooh. It was one of the worst that a man had been doing it for a while had ever seen, <laughs> and it was almost um, to the point of the old '80s show Creep Show. It was really bad. <laughs> I mean, um, but we got in there and we you know, buckled down and it took a, a couple of treatments, yep, yep. but we got it beat. I was uh, actually doing a follow-up there a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, the, the resident was like, man, this is just so much better. Wow. But it was really bad. And that's why we have you come in our house every quarter. Yeah. Cause we're not getting near that. that. Yeah. Right. And it never happens. You guys do a termite inspection every year under the house, full termite. You saved us from a lot of damage one year when you found a leak that we didn't know we had wasn't even termites, but you found the leak. I yeah. mean, exterminators are the bomb. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a fun job, too. It's all, I tell people all the time it's like being a detective almost. Yeah. It's not just about coming in there and throwing down chemical. Right. It's about putting chemical, the right amount of chemical, in the right areas and thinking like a bug and saying, okay, I don't see bugs here, but if I was a bug, where would I hang out in this house? <laughs> you know. And so it, to that to that respect, it's like being a detective. Yeah. It's a really cool job. I love it. I love it. Well, you and you work at Wheeler, which is Preston and Rebecca Brown. I mean, they're great old friends, and many in our community know and love them. They sure. I mean, you know, they try to run their their company for the kingdom, don't they? Oh yeah, I would. I would. Uh, I would even go so far as to say, uh, Preston and Rebecca's perception of what they do. This is the only way I know how to describe it. It's not really boss, employee, or uh, exterminator and customer. They are shepherdic in the way they view Mm. what they do. They're shepherdic with their people. They're like shepherds with their people. And even with their customers, um, one of the things I hear Preston say and have said numerous times is, I will help anybody that I can. And so that's the heart that's there. That's the heart that's in that building. And, uh, you know, you kind of feel that like as an employee when you go in there. And I know their customers feel it because they tell me that. And so it's almost like they're more like shepherds than they are business owners. Yep. And I believe the Lord's blessed them because of it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, business done right and done well and done for the good. Amen. God always, God always blesses. No, and that's exactly what Preston, that's a, I can hear him saying that. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll help JC, anybody. I'll help anybody. You know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, while you were in my kitchen a few weeks ago, and we just got talking super briefly, but that's, you know, when... 
man, I'm like, I got I to gotta get this guy letting other people be encouraged by him. This is when you mentioned to me that you are a pastor and it's a church in Maysville called Broken Spoke Biker Church. Okay, let's talk bikers. Let's talk Maysville. Let's talk Broken Spoke. How long have you been there at that church? I've been at, at Broken Spoke since December, November, December of 2019. Okay. And, so right uh, before COVID. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I, I walked into that church uh, just to help out. Um, yeah. I knew they were without a pastor. And so I went there just to preach, honestly. And uh, one thing led to another, and the Lord just kind of began to move and do some things and validate, as he does. And, That's right. Uh, the canoe. You know, it, the canoe. And um, it just kind of played out. And And I'll be honest, you know, when I walked in, I really didn't know what to expect. I had an uncle that was a biker, mm. but he was like a one percenter type biker. And uh, what, what do you mean? Well, one percenters are are folks that are more associated with what people associate with outlaw clubs. Okay. 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 So that's what one percenter means when you talk to somebody. Right. And um, when I walked in, it was nothing like that. Mm. I mean, these people are real. Yeah. I mean, they're not, there's not a whole lot of fanfare. We all wear jeans kind of thing. Yep. And so when I walked in, I was like, man, this just feels right. And um, so, you know, that, that kind of led to them going, well, we want to try you as an interim pastor. Mm. And so I did that for nine months, and then uh, they voted me in as the permanent pastor. Wow. How big is it and how old is it? Well, church? it's been around since 2011. Okay, so it's about 10 years old. Yeah, and... Um, DJ West actually founded the church. Right. Um, he came, retired out of the Navy and came back home to Trenton. Yeah. Um, he actually came with a motorcycle ministry called Christian Soldiers, which we're right. starting back up. Right. And then um, that evolved into the Broken Spoke, and he was the pastor there until, I believe, 2017 he retired. Okay. Okay, and then they kind of were without, and then you came in. And That's How long correct. have you been a biker? Well, I've been a biker since I came to the church. Okay. Yeah, oh, I, that I, was new for you. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. really went there as an interim preacher, just delivering the word. Correct. Yes, sir. And you drove and, up in your little sedan, and they laughed at you. Well, they didn't laugh <laughs> no, at me I'm because kidding. they were like, uh, hey, man, you're going to get a bike. Uh, no, it, I, to be honest, being the pastor of that church has been a tremendous step of faith for me. Hmm. And the reason why is because the uncle, he was one of my favorite uncles, and uh he had a very, very, I mean, he looked rough and tough, but he yeah. had a very tender heart. Right. And uh, he actually died on a motorcycle when mm -hmm. I was 19. Wow. And from that point on, I said, I'll never get on another motorcycle. Huh. So when God moved me to this church, I was like, Lord, I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> and next thing I know, he worked it out for me to get a 1999 Harley Fat Boy. <laughs> I started learning how to ride. Yeah. And uh, now... I wouldn't give it away. For, I mean, I don't even think somebody would give me 20 grand for that bike. Yeah, right. It's just part of who you are. Yeah. It's just part yeah. of who you are. I love it. I love it. Uh, where does the name Broken Spoke come from? Well, DJ, and that was what was really cool about DJ and I, we both kind of have the same heart uh, for people. And what the Broken Spoke symbolizes is that every one of us are broken. Yeah. Every one of us are broken in some way. But the beautiful thing about it is, is where you're broken, I'm not. And where I'm broken, you're not. And so when you look at the church uh, as a, we'll call it a motorcycle 
wheel. Mm-hmm. This spoke may be broken, but the other spokes are holding the rim up right. until this one gets through it and vice versa and so on and so forth. And uh, our sign on the front says, no judgment, come as you are. Mm. And we mean it. I mean, yeah, that's you know, right. That's right. show up in sweatpants, we're cool with that. Whatever you want to do, uh, we just want you to, to come and, and feel the presence of the Lord mm-hmm. and allow the Holy Spirit to move your heart. Yeah. You know, our, our church here, uh, where we're filming out of in, in Grace Fellowship Church here in Kinston, it always has been kind of a, a church where we don't, we don't worry so much about what you wear on the outside. And so some, you know, maybe 20 years ago, suits and ties or yeah. what should you wear? And, and it just never was part of the DNA of this church. And I always say, like, the gospel is uncomfortable enough. I don't need a tie making it worse. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> you know? That's exactly right. I mean, the right. Lord is convicting us all the time, but also welcoming us. I love Amen. that. Come as you are. Like, Amen. let Jesus change you. Don't get all cleaned up to come to church. Just That's come. Right. Let him clean us up. I love that's that. Right. I think that's great. Um, and and uh, how big is it? How, how like what's the size of the family there? We've got a solid ten. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah. Uh, on occasion, that'll fluctuate up to fifteen. You know, yep. sixteen. Um, we do. Then on Wednesday nights, we typically have a smaller crowd because everybody works. Right. Um, but uh, you know, we just kind of we're all very close. We're all very. Yeah. You know, it's like. Honestly, it's literally like brothers and sisters. Right. And so... Kind of uh, sounds biblical. Yeah, it's been awesome, man. It's been awesome. <laughs> um, and and have, now let me ask you this. The, the, the brothers and sisters there at Broken Spoke and others that have come and gone through the years, maybe they moved away but were part of it, um, they don't... Would, they, would, would somebody not feel as welcome or as comfortable or as part of the family at, say, First Church of whatever... You know, like, do they, is it, is it just really helpful to be in a biker church, to be in a place where it's your subculture? Well, I think that, uh, and this is what, I've had a lot of people say to me, well, I'd, I'd love to come to the biker church, but I'm not a biker. Mm-hmm. But I have a deacon that's not a biker. That's great. And I have several members that aren't bikers. And the thing I have to remind folks of is that the church is the church. Mm-hmm. The church exists for the spreading of the gospel and the building up of the saints. That's what the church, you know. And so it really doesn't matter whether you ride a bike or not. The biker church mentality is more of the relaxed atmosphere and the freedom that when you leave, you've been set free by Christ. Mm -hmm. And so kind of getting that what we call wind therapy on your bike, experiencing that in your spiritual life with Christ every day. And so for me, when I talk to people about it, that's kind of the way I explain it. It's just, hey, you know, just come like you want to come, and you don't have to ride a bike. Right on. And how are you guys reaching out? Like, I love, I love that, the, the spreading of the gospel and the building up of the saints. Like, that's why the church is, why Amen. a local church is there. How are you guys reaching out? What's, what's going on that you're excited about? Well, we'll go, and uh, we're starting to set up some uh, tables at events. We offer bike blessings. Yeah. Um, now, we don't bless a bike. We bless the rider. Now, he can take that sticker and he can put it on his helmet. He can put it on his bike. I don't care where he puts it, but I'm blessing the rider. Mm -hmm. Because if the rider's blessed, the bike will be blessed. Because if we're blessed, everything we touch is blessed. And we're not superstitious. It's not the the bike. It is. That's right. It's what's in us and the blessing of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we're doing that. We give out waters. uh, We give out donuts. 
Um, we're planning on this year getting really involved in local events like local community events, Christmas parades, things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, we also have the Christian soldiers being stood up right now. That'll be another kind of an evangelism outreach deal. Right. Uh, one of the things that we've talked about is going into nursing homes on like, cause we don't do Sunday evening church, Right. but taking the guitar and going to nursing homes and, you know, playing some what hymns a, and things oh, like that with those folks. Thing. I mean, for yeah. a bunch of bikers to do that, I mean, yep. I don't think that's ever been done before, brother. No, <laughs> I might, I might be wrong. I might no, be wrong. And I think that's unbelievable. And, you know, that, that, that is, you see, you see, God loves to surprise us. He loves to delight us. He loves to take people off guard with, the, with the grace of the gospel. And, Amen. and uh, that's what he's doing here with you. Oh man, Chris, I love it. I love talking to you. Um, what else have you, how have you encountered God's grace in the last couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks? Oh, man. What's, give me, give me a couple of, like, aside from just the canoe going down the river, yeah. where, where's God blessed you and, and enriched your life? Oh man, uh, that, that would be, that's almost impossible to name, but, um, <laughs> I, uh, like I have that old Harley and I've been trying to get it running right and it, I've had some issues with it and, and, you know, I was praying about it and, uh, so a guy that goes to the church came to me. He said, well, look, uh, just bring it over to my house. He said, I'll, I'll get it up on my lift. We'll take a look at it and see what's up. And, uh, and he works from home. And uh, anyway, so I left it over there. I didn't hear from the guy, you know, and I'm like, well, I don't want to burden him or bother him. Right, you know? right. So I called him up and I was like, hey, man, do I need to come over there on Wednesday night, Thursday night? He was like, oh, yeah, you can come on. I said, I've already stripped it completely down, figured out it's this and that. You can come on over. We'll go and rebuild the carburetor. I'm going to flush. I mean, the guy completely did everything oh, on the bike. I so I show up and I'm like, hey, what do I owe you for this? And he goes, you know what? The Lord told me just to bless you with this. Wow. Now that would have cost me 1200 bucks. Wow. At a bike mechanic. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just always little things like that, right down to being able to pray with folks. You know, every day, every week, I have three or four people I get the opportunity to either pray with, talk about Scripture, yeah. um, or they'll say, hey, you know, I just want you to know that when you come in here and you have a good attitude, it, it blesses my heart, whatever. I mean, he just moves in so many ways yeah. that lets us know, hey, you're on the right path. Yep. And I think a lot of people miss that opportunity to know that God knows mm. I love you. You're doing things the right way. You may be wrong sometimes, but I, I love you. Yeah. And I got a better future for you. Keep, Amen. Keep in that canoe. Let, Keep that let canoe me going. direct your that's life. Right. I mean, that's just it. You know, like, like trust in me with everything you got Amen. and I will direct your path. That's right. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I mean, well, Chris, bugs and bikers. <laughs> <laughs> Two things you, you probably didn't think you'd be doing because I, I didn't realize it's it's kind of new in the in the past few years for you being a biker and, and being at a biker church and being with Wheeler. So bugs and bikers, that's your life. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. I mean, I do. I absolutely love it. You know, well, I love that uh, that God is using you to sh share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, of living in the forgiveness and the freedom of Jesus and the power of the spirit and that he's spreading grace through you. I love it. And I thank you for spreading a little bit more grace here with us. Oh, yeah. It was a pleasure. 
Well, I know you got some stuff to get to this afternoon, so thank you for being here. And everybody, thank you for joining us here on Encounter Grace. What a great thing. You know a friend who has a problem with bugs or who loves to uh, to bike or to see what God's doing. Send this to them. Share this with them and, and encourage them today because we all want to encounter a little bit of grace. Chris, thanks for coming. Thank you, Jason. I enjoyed it. Loved it. And thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time. This is a ministry of Grace Fellowship Church in Kinston, North Carolina. Visit gracekinston.org.